I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Jennifer Kayla Ruskin Podcast. I'm passionate about helping you create the relationship and sex life of your dreams. Welcome to conversations about open relationships, online dating, and conscious uncoupling. Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast. Today I have Charlie McConnell on. And I've been raving about her for weeks and weeks and weeks. Today, we're talking about intentional intimacy. Before I dive into how I know her, I want to read her bio. I love to make sure that everybody, you know, we we really get to understand who they are, give them them a little platform. So let's talk about Charlie. Charlie McConnell is a women's coach who focuses on women of all ages who want to find their power and increase their capacity for self-love, communication, and intentionality. She works with women on all things, life, sex, relationships, and business. She's an RN who specializes in women's services and an entrepreneur who built a multi-million dollar company in a male-dominated industry. She's been married for 13 years and loves to share the things that have been instrumental in her own relationship. I'm going to do a quick intro of how I know Charlie. So Charlie and I just graduated uh, sex and relationship school, a program so that we could both be certified. And so we met each other through this program and then we got really close because we roomed together in Austin. So we, we had a little house with a bunch of other ladies that you'll eventually get to meet throughout the podcasts. And Charlie is amazing. When she was telling us about this business that she created, that she built, and then she sold, she had just sold it like days before coming to Austin And I was like, this is a lady you want to watch. This is a lady you want to be around. And this is a lady who's like lady goals. Like we want to be her when we grow up, right? And one of the things that I learned while I was communicating with Charlie is her and her husband are really intentional about creating a calendar for their sex life, for their daily life. They have a kid together. And I thought, Let's have her on the podcast to teach us how to be intentional about our own intimacy and to reach goals. So I have a few more things to say, but Charlie, let me introduce you first. Welcome so much. I'm so welcome so much. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy that you're on. I feel so welcome, Jen. I love you so much. And I'm so excited to be here. So thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. And I loved your bio that I always like to normalize our guests and that you're a wife. You're a mom. You're a mom that drops her kid off like at preschool or daycare. Like you're you're a normal woman who just has this inclination for business. And I think part of this scheduling conversation today probably leans into the business side of you where you're like, get this shit on the calendar. Get this shit done. Let's be intentional about our lives. A hundred percent. Yeah, just to give you some backstory. So my husband and I, my husband has been an entrepreneur his entire adult life. I am new to the game. And so I've kind of used him as a business coach in a lot of ways. And he's been incredible. And one thing that we learned really early on when I started running a business is that it's kind of natural for your relationship to take a back seat when you're both running a business, you have kids, children, friends, you have community, you have so many other things going on. And what I kind of observed in our own relationship is that even though your relationship is super important to you, you put it on the back burner because you always know it's going to be there when you get all this other shit done. Right. 
So for us, we finally came to the conclusion that if we put a meeting on the schedule for our business, we show up and we prep for it and we're accountable for it. And so why don't we do that for our relationship? And it's funny, I actually got the original idea from Lex, who is our teacher, and we just kind of morphed it into our own version of that. And so we typically try to do it once a week, once every two weeks, depending on travel. It obviously does not happen every week because it's just hard for us to get in person. And we're really intentional about set and setting. And so that has been... Something we've learned over time, we've been doing this meeting for over a year at this point. And in the beginning, we would do it, you know, just on a random night after our daughter would go to sleep and we'd sit at the bar in the kitchen and we'd talk about it. And at the end of the day, your energy levels, for me at least, are typically shit. Like, and and that was really showing up in this meeting. And I wasn't, I wasn't showing up for it, right? I was just checking off the boxes and okay, let's put this on the calendar. And so anyway, we decided that we needed to have it during the day in our office, just like we would have an office meeting. And it really transformed. It doesn't work the same for everybody. And so I really encourage anyone who, who takes this advice and tries to make this for themselves is to figure out how it works for you the best and take notes of it over time and see what you think will make it better for you. Like what we do specifically is not going to work for everyone, but it does give you some ideas for how to, how to create it. So, um, we actually have like a whole template. I know Jen, I've shared this with you before and it has evolved over time. So one of the things that we, we always start with is a one word open. And I think I've talked a little bit about this with you, Jen, I've done this in other meetings And I feel like it really sets the tone for where your head is at mentally when you start the meeting and the other person is aware of where you're at as well. So like if I come into the meeting stressed and that's my one word open, then hopefully my partner will know to be a little more gentle with me, maybe, Um, and vice versa, right? If it's a really positive note, we know that we're going into it super optimistic and such. So we always start with a one word open. We, uh, We typically... We will break it into like sections, right? So for us, we have kids. And the first section is what does this week look like with our family? (laughs) You know, when are we available? Who is, who's going to do pickups? Who's going to do drop-offs? Who, are you going to be here for dinner this week? I mean, just like logistical things, which if you don't have a conversation about it and you get to Wednesday or Thursday and you're pissed off because he's not home for dinner or you made this big meal and no one showed up for it, you, right? Like just setting better expectations. And so we always start with the week schedule, two weeks, depending on what cadence we're doing it at. Um, and then we talk about finances, which is a really tough subject for me. And I am sure that I'm not alone in that. And it's not always a lengthy part of the meeting, but it is something we always touch on. So for instance, you know, at least once a month, we talk about our credit card statements. Where are we at on our savings? Do we have any big purchases that are coming up? Like I wanted to buy a, um, like a playground jungle gym type thing for our backyard. And so we had to budget for it, right? Real life shit that you need to talk about with your partner, right? Um, 
And then we get into the fun, sexy stuff. So I'm going to, I'll stop there for a second and see if you have any questions about the first parts before we dive. I love this so much. And I can imagine that sometimes you want to work a little more than just a week ahead, especially when it's logistics. So for my ex-husband and I who share kids, it's, and he has a girlfriend and I have a partner, but his girlfriend's in another city. It's like all kinds of logistics. Like when does she not have her kid? Can we get on the same schedule? So when you don't have the kids, she doesn't have the kids. You can see her who's dropping what kid off to baseball practice and where, cause they're at the same time at two different fields and two different sides of the city. And they're saying, God, I have an extra human. Scott is an amazing helper with us running these kids all around. So for us, we work a whole month out and it's like, okay, who's going to be where, who's going to be where, when, who's picking the kids up? Can you, I'll drop off. Can you pick up? And then I love the finance part. So you've mentioned this to me a couple of times and I don't know why I thought it was like much higher level or more like future thinking, like Mm -hmm. here's our, here's our retirement account. And based on today's interest rates, here's where we're at. Like in my mind, that's what this was about, but this is like hard shit. Like Charlie or your husband, I guess, like, are you spending too much money? Your credit card statement's a little too high. Did you buy a bag? What happened? (laughs) 100% Jen. And this is why this was added into the meeting in general, because my partner was like, um, are you even aware how much you spent at Target last month? Or are you aware that in the last two months you've spent this? Because I just was not I mean, I was conscious of it, but I wasn't keeping up with the totals, right? And, you know, a lot of little things add up to a big thing, right? And so for me, money is really difficult to talk about. So it it clams me up. I don't like to talk about money. Like I said earlier, I I don't think I'm alone in that facet. And for him, it was like, we've got to figure out an easy way for us to talk about this. So how do you want to do it? And I was like, look, if you could just tell me at the end of the month, like what the statement looks like if I did good or if I didn't do good. And then I know the next month I need to bring it down a level. And of course you could make it super in depth about like retirement and investments. If you have rental, you know, investment properties, stuff like that. Absolutely. But my mind cannot go there. That's not, that's totally not within my capabilities at this point. Right. But you've created and sold a million dollar plus business. I want to lean into this and double click because we're women and both of us have made over a million dollars. And the fact that you and I have a hard time talking, because I do too. I I fucking hate talking about money. Now, I don't mind asking clients for money. I don't mind creating proposals that bring money in. But when I think about my own spending and if I had to be accountable to anyone, because Scott and I keep our finances completely separate. I don't have any idea how much he has. He has no idea how much I have or how much in debt I am. And oh my God, like the thought of even having a conversation with him that I'd have to show him, like makes me want to hyperventilate. Girl, I'm sweating just thinking about it. What is wrong with us? What is wrong? Like as women, we have got to get better at this. We need to feel empowered instead of freaked out. A hundred percent. And I wish I had like the magic button that could do that. And what's funny, you know, you mentioned the business stuff. I can do a cash flow all day long for my business mm-hmm. and it does not affect me in the same way. Right. So when it comes to personal money, 
Um, and I think it's just a lot of deep rooted shit that, you know, I may never get to the bottom of. And so for me, rather than trying to dig into what the per the reason behind it is, yeah. I just need to find really creative ways to work around it. Right. And so far this really works. I mean, every, you know, typically if we meet once a week, which does not always happen, I'm going to be totally realistic there. You know, sometimes it only happens once a month because we do like to be in person and my husband travels a lot. So if we're doing it once a month, then we definitely talk about finances. But if we've already talked about it and we're doing every week or every other week, then we're not always hitting hard on the financial conversation unless we're saving for something. Mm -hmm. And if we're saving for something, we're like, okay, we're, we're almost to the number that we're trying to get to, like we're building a house right now. So this is a big conversation for us. You know, how on budget are we for certain things with the house? So it's all seasonal, right? And it's not always going to be a hot topic every single time you meet with each other, but it is something if you put it on here, you have to go past it to get to the fun part, which is why the sex part comes at the end. You've got to get all the nitty gritty stuff done it. first. You're and like, you I just got to fight through this part and then I can get to the fun stuff. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Hey there. Did you know that I do online coaching? Yes, I do online coaching in the sex and relationship space. Some of the topics that are near and dear to my heart are open relationships. So that includes polyamory, swinging, or what we call the lifestyle. I also love conversations around online dating. We're talking Bumble, Tinder, Field, and more. And then the last thing that's really passionate and close to my heart is conscious uncoupling. That means we get to break up with people with love and respect, with dignity and hope. We get to create a life for our children that gets to be a little bit different. We can do things better than we have in the past. So if any of these topics sound interesting to you and you'd love to get some coaching from me, check out the link in the show notes or the link in my bio for more information on coaching with Jen. Okay, let's move to the fun stuff now that we're both sweaty and, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. Isn't it so funny? Um, okay, so the fun part about this, the sex part, um, and, and I do want to kind of preface this with this kind of meeting can be done for people who are in partnerships, but also people who aren't in partnerships. Like, it is still a template that could be changed and and altered for where you are in your life. So for our girls that are not in partnership right now, this still can all really apply to you. You just make some tweaks to it. So I just want to be inclusive of that um, because all of this stuff is stuff that, you know, individuals on their own need to be talking about or thinking about or planning and so on and so forth. But now back to the fun, sexy part. So all right. So this is what I typically do for my relationship. And I recommend everyone else do for theirs. I have clients that use this platform as well. And I typically say, you know, first off for the female, if you go ahead and put your menstrual cycle, if you're tracking, if you have some sort of insight of, of when you're ovulating, luteal phase, menstruating, all of those things, if you are in touch with it, and if you're not, 
you know, I highly recommend you get more in touch with it. Um, but that definitely is really good for your partner. We can't ever assume that our partner is tracking our schedule or our our cycles like we are. Mm -hmm. And it just gives them a little bit of insight, like, oh, she's not going to feel good this week. Let's, let's not schedule something this week or, you know, something along that. So we always put like, when we think my menstrual cycle is coming, I think it's just a good thing to be aware of and talk about. And then obviously that affects, you know, sexual experience. So for us, we, and, and what I have all of my clients do is first of all, we typically do five nights. You can do however many you want. I always recommend there is a date night of some sort. And date nights can be anything. Date nights can be at home. Date nights can be out to dinner. Date, you know, date nights are intentional time that you're spending together without a TV, without a phone, without any sort of distractions where you're giving really intentional time to each other. And, and it's on the calendar as a date night. So for us, what we really like to do, and I've, I've heard a lot of other people do, you know, versions of this is you can flip flop who plans the night. So for my husband, he runs a business and he makes decisions all day. And for him, it's really, really nice to have those decisions taken off of his plate. So he really likes for when I make the, the dinner plans or spur of the moment reservations, stuff like that. So just be creative with the date night. You know, there's only so many times you can go to a movie and to dinner before it gets kind of stale. Um, another tip I'll give for date night that sparks conversation and you can do this at any at any intimate time is we actually and I'll just give you an example so we bought this little book and I'll share this link with you Jen to put on here but they're cards and so they're questions and I actually give some of these questions to clients and they're like conversation starters so like this one says I feel the least loved when you dot, 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 and it starts conversations and we've had fun ones that are like more fun, sexy conversation starters that are more laughable. And I will literally just stick a handful of these in my purse for a date night. So you're not talking about your kid. You're not talking about your work. You're talking about each other because everyone falls into that trap, right? All right. So that's date night. Um, the other two that I always like to do are his and her worship nights. Now people can call these fun names, cock worship, pussy worship, lingam night, yoni night, um, make it a fun name just to get you excited. But essentially what it is, is this night that's all about the other partner. And so if you're in a same sex relationship, you get two yoni nights or two lingam nights, you know, however this works for you, it is, is definitely inclusive, right? So for me, um, this is where the menstrual part comes into play because I really like to schedule his nights on the weeks that I think I'm going to be on my period. It takes all the pressure off of me. It's all about him. I don't really have to, um, I'm obviously facilitating it, but, but I am not having to really show up in the same way. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really like, we call it lingam and yoni. That's what we call our, our, his and her worship nights. So, so for his night, you know, sometimes we will take requests. So if he wants a massage or he, you know, wants a foot rub or something, it doesn't always have to be inherently sexual, but it is something that's just all about them. They don't have to think about it. They don't have to plan anything. And then vice versa. I almost always want a massage for mine. 
almost always because that's my favorite. And it's a night where I can just be like, I, and half of the time it's a non-sexual massage and it's all you want. Like it's what you want for your night. Right. Okay. So we've got date night. We've got lingam and yoni night. All right. Sexploration. This is my favorite. So sexploration, and we call it that because it's exploring in a sexual nature. And I recommend, you know, everyone have this as part of your calendar because it's a night where if there's anything that interests you whatsoever, you do that on this night, right? So Jen, like when we, when we learned the three minute game in our class, Mm -hmm. the three minute game was huge for us. And I, I'll try to give you a link or something to share the three minute game so people can reference it. But the three minute game was a game changer for sex exploration night because it wasn't like you were taking a class or you had to have any sort of um, equipment, right? Like it was just two bodies together with a timer, music playing, good lights. And you're playing this three minute game where it's like, how do you want me to touch you? How do you want to touch me? And going back and forth, because that's essentially what the game is. And setting a timer and like starting is platonic and it's not a sexual nature. And then you can turn it into a sexual game and it still be a three minute game. So it's really fun to be creative um, for what works for you. But also, you know, I've had clients that have done rope tying classes, um, kink exploration. So um, a client of mine was really interested in being flogged. And so they watched some videos on how to flog. And so it's, this one also doesn't inherently have to be sexual. It's creating a safe space where there's no expectations. We're just learning. And and that's how we do it. You know, you can make your exploration night a little different if that works better for you. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times there's stuff that people are interested in and they just, they don't have the time to explore it or they don't have the safe environment to explore it where they don't feel like they have to perform Mm -hmm. and you're both learning right? There are shibari classes you can join for like year memberships that will teach you how to tie rope in such a beautiful container and very well shot videos, stuff like that. So that one is a big one, right? And it's fun, right? There's no pressure. You both just show up and learn. And you know, what's really fun, Jen, is once you've done it a couple of months, you have to start getting really creative because you don't want to do the same thing every time. Mm -hmm. So you really have to start digging deep. And what are my fantasies? What are the things I'm interested in? You know, read some erotic novels and get some tips from those and say, hey, this was really cool. I mean, you could even use it as a porn. Like, I think this porn might interest me. Let's watch this and see if we get turned on. Right. Mm -hmm. So you know, everyone has like their stuff that they use, they go to every time that turns them on, whether it be porn or music or sensual, but like trying different things like, Hey, a friend of mine really liked this. Let's just put it on and see if we get turned on. Right. So yummy. I had this friend, her and her boyfriend one time, they were into a lot of sex exploration play and they, they got like a giant canvas and body paint and painted each other naked and then rolled all over the canvas. And then they had this giant piece of art in their living room that when people were like, what is that? They were like, let us tell you a story. 
Um, so we did that for an anniversary. Um, I surprised him. I rolled out plastic. He came home. It's actually the business we use is called love is art and they send you all of the supplies and the canvas. And that's what you do. You cover yourself in paint, you roll around, you can have sex or not have sex. You could do it solo. If you didn't want to do it with a partner, super, super fun. Um, that would be perfect yeah. for an exploration night or like a sexy photo shoot or anything like to each his own. This one is where you can get really, really, really creative. And this one kind of leads me into the fifth one. And the fifth one is like everything is like nothing is off limits, right? So for some people, they use this as their kink night. If you're into kink, if you're into a dom sub scenario, or if you were in to uh, going to different places to have sex or different rooms of the, you know, whatever your niche is, and you could even make this another exploration night until you find out what your niche is, like oh, give yeah. yourself two exploration nights to explore a little bit more. But this is the one that's like, okay, if you have a thing that you already know you're into, add that to your list. And so you're going to do at least four nights, five, if you really cling on to something that's, you know, adventurous and you want to keep exploring. And the key to all of this, and I don't know that I mentioned this earlier, Jen, is this is not scheduling sex right? Which is one of the reasons why I like to call it intentional intimacy, because intimacy is not just sex. Like intimacy is time with each other. It's being totally present and authentic and raw and vulnerable and all of the things. And sometimes that leads to sex, but in all reality, it is intentional time that you are devoting to your partner or to yourself, depending on if you're in a partnership or not. And you're showing up for that person and, and whatever, you know, they like, or whatever they know that you like. And some of the pushback I've gotten when I've had this conversation with clients and friends is I don't want to schedule sex. My husband would never be okay with scheduling sex. Hell, I've even had this conversation with my own partner and that's not what it is. Like that does not mean you only have five nights on the calendar. You're having sex. What this means is this is five nights, four nights, whatever feels comfortable for your relationship that you are intentional and preparing for what this night looks like. And I know, Jen, I know that you and Scott are really, really good at this. And, mm -hmm. and, I, and I, I wish more people were. But like there are differences between maintenance sex, spur of the moment sex, and intentional intimacy sex, like big, huge differences. And I'm in no way saying that these are the only times you have sex. This is the only time that you need to be intimate with each other. But it puts it on the calendar so there's no pressure the rest of the week. And it, and if you have two weeks where, you know, let's say you're not putting intentional intimacy on the calendar and you go two weeks and you've just forgotten about each other. And if you're not talking about it, one of you always feels left out, you know, and if you're not in a partnership, you're leaving yourself out. Right. And it's uh, I just had so much other stuff I had to get done. No, no, no. This is on the calendar. This is a date. This is a meeting. This is something I've committed to and everything else is blocked off of my calendar. And so be committed to putting it on the calendar, whether you use a paper calendar or you use a digital one that's going to send you reminders. And if you do set your reminders for these nights, 24 hours in advance. 
That's a pro tip because you don't want to do it an hour before you don't want to do it the morning of you want to know the day before what's happening tomorrow night. So if you need to mentally prepare or come up with a plan or put all this stuff so that the time that you put on the calendar, those two hours, none of that is planning. The planning's already been done. And when you, when that clock starts for that meeting, that time on the calendar, you're totally present. So that's my little pro tip. I fucking love all this so much. (laughs) So we weren't planning sex when I met you, but we were having consistent sex, like every other day, every day, like we have Mm -hmm. great sex to your point. And so what this has done now that we've next leveled this with you, with your planner is the his and her nights, which we were never doing before. Now we're pretty good at trading off. And so it was like every few months, somebody would get two or three hours of focused attention that always ended up in great sex afterwards. But this makes it more frequent. That's what I love about it. And so when you were talking about, I was calling it yes night. So it's like, there's no no's as a yes, right? So like, yes, night is something you really lean heavily into. And then you were talking about it's for intimacy, not necessarily for sex. It could literally be anything. I was thinking like, what if it's, you guys are really into museums and you live in a big city where there's a lot of different, that could be your night that you go hold hands and have dinner and look at art and look into each other's eyes and like really connect. Um, I mean, I would probably choose sex, but you know, Scott would probably choose the museum and <laughs> we would do something really, we'd play Dungeons and Dragons on our fifth night. If it was up to him and that would be like our real connective, you know, play a game night, which is great. So anyway, I wanted to thank you for leading us through all of this calendaring, changing our sex life and our intimacy life, because now it's intentional instead of, instead of to your point, it's, you've gone a week or two and you're like, oh my God, or I go a day or two. And Scott's like, you haven't touched me in a day or like, I come and I find you and I put my hands on you all throughout the day. You don't come in my office and touch me one time. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I've been so busy. I just haven't thought about it. I could take it to the next level and intentionally put every six hours, go find Scott and touch him. So I've always said the calendar is the keys to the castle. Like if you want to accomplish anything, working out, being fit, eating right, um, friendships, keeping friendships alive. um, I don't know everything. I live and die by my calendar. Now I did have a podcast where I recorded with Ashley Garcia and she was like, like, if you make me calendar anything, it's not fun anymore. So she has a much different approach than you do, but you and I are on the same page here where I'm like, if you want it to happen, if you want to manifest it, it has to be on the calendar and even our sex life, even our intimacy. And then it doesn't take the sexy out. I found it it makes it even more interesting because then Scott can look at the calendar and say, Friday, I get to do something for Jen. Let me check in and see what she wants or let me create something exciting. And and then he's ready and he's mentally prepared for it versus like, oh shit, I should probably do something for her. You know, I think that this plays in a lot with the sexual blueprints. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about this before, Jen. And for me personally, I'm a sensual and energetic blueprint. And so for me, and and I don't know that this particular thing is part of that, but I cannot like quickly tap into a sexual mindset. 
I need to be like, I need to not prepare, but kind of prepare. Like I can't just like show up and you surprise me and to my detriment, that's not a great thing. But what I've learned is doing this and and I'm going to be totally transparent with you. My husband is like Ashley. My husband is like, we got to put it on the calendar. What? And I'm like, look, this is a partnership and we're both on opposite ends. And so let's figure out how we can marry the two of us together, you know, no pun intended, but, and figure out how we can make this work for both of us to where one of us is not always stretching so far over the middle ground to reach the other. And this is what we came up with because this gives me time to prepare, but also make sure that all of his boxes are checked, you know, and mine, right? So just to put that out there, like, not everyone's going to like totally tap into this right away, which is why I, I really encourage everyone to make this work for you. Like you may not follow all these steps sp- specifically, but if you put the at least the meeting in place where you're talking about stuff, even if you don't put stuff on the calendar, if even if you just know I'm going to get all this stuff done this week or this month, that's great. That's great. Then you're not the, you're not like me and you're not like you, right? Like you, you just don't need to put on the calendar, but it still works. Having the conversation and opening up for the other person to share what they want, what they need, what they desire um, is growth in and of itself. So, and if you want to sprinkle the fun in, you have 25 days to have random sex, right. Or to do something sporadic or to grab your partner and take them to lunch or absolutely. Yeah. That's what I love about this. There's, there's enough structure to get the big things accomplished and to prepare. I loved your point of that. Like read a, read a steamy romance novel, go take a hot sensual bath and slather your body in oil. Like if you're really tired and you didn't sleep good the night before, like take a nap or no tomorrow. I don't want to be tired. Let me make sure I get a good night of sleep. Like, cause that's always the thing I'm too tired or Mm -hmm. I've had a really long day. You know, it could just go on and on. Right. Love that. Charlie. Thank you so much. This was so good. Such good information. I love you, Jen. Thank you for having me. And I'll come talk to you anytime. Awesome. (laughs) All right. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.